Today in Agronomy on KFILAM AM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. Today is October 21st. Josh, this is episode number 45. Um, we're moving well into the month of October here, uh, but nonetheless, when we pair the pace of harvest this year compared to last year, obviously sitting in a really nice place, which is great to see. Um, across the area, it seems like every day there's more and more coming out of the field. Obviously, the weather this week took a little bit of a turn, but unfortunately, that's just the time of the year that we're sitting in. So something that we naturally have to to work through. What are you, you seeing across the countryside? Uh, yeah, um, overall, really good progress. Uh, it seemed like um, middle end last week, the big transition into corn uh, took place and really over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, guys really hit their stride on corn. And as you make the travels, you can just see, um, you know, a lot of progress being made on that front, um, which, which is exciting. And I would say, you know, in the southeast corner alley, a little bit to the east of the, the, the viewing area, listening area, um, I think we're probably, you know, knocking on a little more than a third, some maybe a little closer to half. I'm guessing west alley, um, as you move west, I'm guessing you're probably seeing a little better progress than we are to the east. Yeah, I'd say we're sitting a little closer to that halfway mark, which, you know, certain areas of where I cover as we get west of 52, they naturally do tend to pick up a little bit more GDUs throughout the growing season than others. So naturally, maybe ahead of pace of others. But regardless, like you said, whether you're at that third point pushing half or even greater, still a nice place to be sitting as we, as we said, it's only the 21st of October. Um, But as we really started to, like you said, it's interesting as guys finally find their their groove on corn, things can start moving really quick. And as we've been able to take more corn off the fields, uh, maybe just some general trends that we're able to share with everyone across the area from what we're seeing um, across the the area. But first off, I'd say in terms of even you look at pace across full fields, our pace as we get our replicated corn sets off, we got about 32 locations, Josh, is that right? Yeah, 32. And, um, you know, looking at we planted 70, um, we have a couple um, that we're going to lose to a tornado uh, up there by the Twin Cities. So th- that's kind of strange. One tornado got two locations. Um, you know, we usually have a, a couple little mistakes that happen along the way, but I think we're going to get somewhere between um, 60 and 62 will probably be the final count. So I'm going to say with 32 in, we're probably knocking on the door of halfway. And, and Ali, it always is interesting when we get to 30 locations. Um, you know, we have 10 hybrids in this set. So usually that usually sets our rank order. There's a couple that are pretty close. So maybe there could be a little bit of change there. But uh, the general trend of how the plots are going to end up uh, will be probably the rank order will be set. Now, on the flip side, I always like to look at, we talked about this a little bit last week about, you know, at a macro level, how is the, the replicated set trending? Uh, last week, we mentioned we're maybe trending a little bit above the historic average or our highest year. Uh, which was back in 2017, as we get to 32 locations, Alley, that trend continues. Uh, currently, we're at a 241 average, which is four bushel above our high, uh, which was back in 2017. And um, it'll be interesting to see if that trend continues. However, Alley, we do get a lot of you know calls and uh, comments around there is some, some extreme variability out there as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. I think, you know, a lot of maybe this hinging on, are you above your average? Are you a little bit low? Are you just on pace? You know, probably depends on where the rain clouds, where they needed to be at the right times of the year. And I think that's where we're maybe seeing the most variability. And then in segment two in general, we'll also be specifically talking about corn on corn and and maybe what we're seeing across those acres. And interestingly enough, if you look at just the corn on corn locations that we have in our replicated corn set, they're at a two- about a 239.6 average, so a little bit below the overall average of the set. 
Um, but likely, you know, in certain fields, if you're comparing your corn on corn acres to your corn on corn, corn on soybean acres, you're likely seeing a, maybe a little bit more variance than that. Josh, is that a fair statement? Yeah, I would say that's a pretty fair statement across the the listing area and, and whether it be east or west, that's probably a similar trend. And we do look at that being um, four bushel above that that high in, in 2017. You know, hybrids have changed quite a bit, Allie. And the one thing that sticks out to me, and I liked your comment on them, but the top seven hybrids are all chrome hybrids, which is brand new technology that our growers are experiencing for the kind of the first time here uh, in the 2020 growing season. Yeah, and I just think, you know, the reason why we like to point that out is because for many, many years, folks have experienced maybe that lesser traded version being their top performing product. So it is nice to be able to say that we now do truly have a full lineup of options that you can confidently go to those corn on corn acres and know that they're going to be on pace uh, yield wise and holding up there agronomically. So I think from that position, it's just nice to have a full portfolio of products that you can place across a wide range of acres. Um, other questions from the field, Josh, as we maybe just talk about general trends across this set, I've just had a lot of questions on my take of is fungicide fungicide uh, paying this year? And I just like to get your take on that. Yeah, still a lot of you know, comparisons to be made, but the general trend talking to growers, looking at data is uh, certainly it is paying uh, in a lot of cases, maybe 15 to 20 plus bushels, some cases even greater than that. Greater responses, maybe on the corn on corn in some cases, we'll have to whittle down that data here a little bit as we get going. Um, however, I think fungicide on corn and also not to, to change gears to beans, but fungicide in both crops appears to be having a really positive impact overall across Southeast Minnesota. Yep, same in my area. And like you said, not to go back to beans, but I think even that synergy between sometimes the fungicide and insecticide together um, has been been nice bushels as well. But when we come back in segment two, Josh, we're just going to dig a little bit deeper into what folks are experiencing across their corn on corn acres and the factors that are contributing to that. 